Welcome to another episode of Prosody Monstrosity, a Cracked Liberty production. I will leave contact information at the end. Today's episode, it is August 28th, and it is about authority. There's a guy out there named Larkin Rose who wrote a book called, I think it's called The Greatest Superstition. And it's a bit repetitive and redundant, but... I think that it is wisely repetitive and redundant. You can listen to it for free on YouTube. Uh, the repetitive and redundance of it comes down to something that also uh, Krishnamurti talks about a lot. And the topic is complex but it's also simple. The simplicity of it is that authority is the root of violence. Authority is the root of violence. You know, nobody should ever have dominion over you. Nobody should ever have dominion over you. Uh, The tragic irony of this thing we call the United States pretty much starts as a tragic irony when the Constitution begins. I think the greatest point in global history was the Declaration of Independence, which my ancestor signed. And I have a lineage as if an ancestor passed down a baton uh, to carry on the uh, reality of that Declaration of Independence. Because what the Declaration of Independence was, was a declaring of a new world where there was no longer authority or dominion over others. The problem is, fast forward chapter four to the Constitution, and the second we started doing the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, that begins the process of creating an authority to have dominion over us. And then the tragic irony is the voting for dominion and authority over us. If you're not necessarily voting for it over you yourself, you're voting for it over someone else. And the, the shortest line between two points is that the belief in authority means you believe that someone should have dominion over you or that you should have dominion over others or that it's okay for people to have dominion over other people. Uh, the shortest line between two points is that authority is the root of all e- of all. Uh, Violence, conflict, division, and then the difficult part (laughs) to talk out loud uh, is that if you are wearing a badge as a police officer or you're wearing a badge as a sheriff or a badge as a marshal or you're wearing a uniform as a soldier or you know, you're in the Navy or Marines or 
Army, Air Force, Coast Guard, if you are a judge, a prosecutor, government, you know, state prosecutor, if you are a surgeon general, any any of these positions within government, you know, the government is technically elected, and then once there's these elections, people elected to power hire their underlings. And so the underlings working for that chain of command are through their behavior showing their beliefs in action that they believe in authority, which means they believe in dominion over others, and that's the root of violence. And so another shortest line between two points is when you eradicate the belief of authority, when you eradicate that belief of authority, what's what blossoms in its stead or in its place is an effortless, harmonious, an effortlessness and a harmoniousness that uh, is peaceful. And within that peacefulness exists actual freedom Because freedom isn't something you try to have. Freedom isn't something you strive for. Freedom, like love or kindness, if you're striving to be loving or if you're trying to be kind, that's not lovingness and that's not kindness. Freedom, when you're striving for freedom, is not freedom. Freedom, interestingly, When you look at Jesus Christ as the material representation of the Spirit of God, God as as infinite, unnameable, undefinable, undomesticated, wild, free, the Spirit of God, there's no name. The second you say the name, it's now a material thing. The words are material The words are coming from the material body. The second you say God, it's no longer God. The thing that was invisible and omniscient omniscient and all-seeing, omnipresent, eternal, that we try to put into words, but that we actually can't put into words, that was put into a material body that was mortal, similar to ours, that we call Jesus Christ. So God, you know, the the story is, is that God materialized God. God materialized God into a, a material entity that was a mortal that we call Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ came to earth because earthlings had gotten really debaucherous and violent and, and, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah and violence and, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah is Old Testament, Testament. but by the time Jesus comes to the earth, you've got the Holy Roman Empire, you've got, you know, uh, martyrs, you, you basically have just this like violent, uh, something very similar to the United States. You have a violent empire enslaving people, invading territories, having dominion and authority over regions, similar to the 
uh, India, what's the India East Bay Company or whatever it's called that invaded, you know, India, the East Indian Company that was a British entity in what the 1600s that invades India. And it's a corporation invading India, basically saying we own you now. And you're part of our corporation now. You're now our slaves. You know, prior to that, it's the Holy Roman Empire invading territories and enslaving people and saying, we now have authority and dominion over you. That's the United States. That's the United States over Iraq, over Vietnam, over Afghanistan, over Colombia, Venezuela, whether we're doing it overtly, covertly, that's the history of the United States for a long time, having dominion and authority over others. But prior to the United States even existing was the Declaration of Independence, which declared, hey, uh, authorities who are having dominion over us, you no longer have dominion and authority over us, and no longer is that even appropriate. And the only thing we are going to now and evermore adhere to is natural law, which is God's law. And the God's law part is the thing you can't even put a name on it. It's the infinite eternal. And in that infinite eternal, the individual was elevated to uh, having a responsible uh, destiny, fate of personal responsibility instead of being a slave or a subjugate or a pawn of those having authority and dominion. And that, that Declaration of Independence was short-lived because ever so slowly, the dominion and authority crept back in into what we now call democracy. And the difficult thing to explain to people is that one must eradicate the belief in authority from their mind. No longer even have that belief. It just needs to be eradicated. Similar to when you eradicate a food from your diet that's giving you an allergy or you eradicate something from your life that's causing you to have powerlessness in the addiction to some kind of anxiety management system. We're addicted to being subjugates of authority and some of us are placing ourselves in these positions of authority. The doctor, the lawyer, the engineer, the scientist. Most of these experts and authorities, most of them, the vast majority of them are in those positions for the power of the status and the money. They're in it to have dominion over others and authority over others, the power, the status, the money. And when you add all of that up, what, what is the sum total of all of that? Violence, conflict, division. And within the responsibility of each individual, we as individuals need to seriously eradicate the belief in authority. And one of the symptoms of, you know, I'm going to compare, make a comparison to the garden. If we have a garden and in that garden are lots of weeds and the weeds have roots and the weeds have, you know, leaves. And as a society in so many ways, 
we continuously are distracted by or all of our eyes and attention looks at the top of the weed and we get out the weed whacker and we weed whack the top of the weed and then we leaf blow the debris away and we do this over and over and over and when you hear someone like an Iraq war veteran proudly talking about that they did four tours of duty in Iraq or something uh it's ironic because their pride about doing four tours of duty in Iraq is uh, pitiful in a way because underneath that is a deep-seated belief in authority and dominion over others. So that that person has has so many weeds in their garden and that, that weeded garden is choking the return to the Garden of Eden, choking this effortless, actual freedom. So while this vet was over there supposedly fighting for our freedoms, uh, it's deeply ironic, hypocritical. It, it makes the brain hurt to try to explain it. Do you, are you getting kind of what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is that the very belief in authority means you believe it's okay to have dominion over others, and that is the root of violence. And so... You know, anyone who was a soldier in Iraq, which was an illegal war where the United States murdered, some of the estimates are as high as 2.4 million innocent Iraqis, innocent women, children, men. Uh, you know, to be proud of fighting for America over in Iraq means you're proud of having dominion and authority over others, which means you're proud of violence which means that you believe in perpetuating violence, and then that's freaking psychopathic. That's actual psychopathy. That's psychopathic. And then when you realize that most people believe in authority, then you realize most people are psychopathic. Krishnamurti says that very clear. He says that most people are psychopathic. And that's a difficult thing to understand, but it's, it's rooted in this deep-seated belief in authority. And authority is the root of violence. So Jesus Christ embodied the, the bodiless, you know, God was something infinite, immortal, omnipotent, omniscient, all-seeing. The Spirit was an undomesticated, unconstrained. Uh, but Jesus is born as a little baby infant in Nazareth, Bethlehem, that region, and grows into a young man. And that young man is now a dying mortal, just like all of us. And Jesus is sent to earth to spread peace, goodwill towards others, and... Jesus came to earth to very, very clearly tell us that we need to eradicate the belief in authority. That, that's Christianity. And so, you know, how can you be a, call yourself a Christian or a Catholic and work for the government, if you're working for the government, even as the lowest level clerk, you're still through your behavior, which is your belief in action, demonstrating 
that you support violence, conflict, and war, which means you support violence, conflict, and war internally within your own heart, your own self, and externally, which is hell, which means you're not a Christian because God wants heaven on earth. God wants to bring heaven on earth. That's why Jesus came to earth, to try to bring heaven to earth. But if you work for the government and you call yourself a Christian, you are the very representative of a conflicted person. And I feel sorry for you to be in that rock in a hard place. I understand you have to have a job and pay a mortgage and those kind of things. But I understand it is causing a like a planter's work of a type of... Uh, you know, your 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 the deeper self or your higher self understands that it's not lining up, that you're you're not aligned, that you're not in harmony even with yourself, and that's tragic. But that's most people. We have so many government employees, and when we hear these these one size fits all blanket statements like support, you know, the troops or or back the blue, you know, like these. These very sort of like one size fits all support the troops back the blue. The fact that people even vote. Voting is voting for violence. Because what you're doing is voting for someone who have dominion and authority over you or others. Either way, you're voting for conflict, for war, for violence. Uh, there are plenty of mystics, sages throughout the history and ages that have been assassinated, murdered, executed, who were clearly telling people that they needed to eradicate the belief in authority. They needed to eradicate that. But those martyrs were martyred because of that commonality in their teachings. Whether you're Martin Luther King Jr., or John F. Kennedy, and on and on and on. St. Cecilia, <laughs> from 200 AD to Jesus Christ, martyr after martyr. Many, many mystic saints martyred because they were telling people they needed to eradicate even the belief in authority. And who murdered them? the ones who don't want that message to get out. Because if people actually eradicate that belief, that belief is a delusion. It's actually delusional to believe in authority. Nobody should have dominion over you. Once you eradicate that belief in authority, that immediately roots out the weeds of the garden instead of just weed whacking the top of those leaves of the weeds every week. You know, right now we're talking about like Joseph Biden's administration wanting to uh, pass a bill that pays off all of the college debt of people in college. And it's grotesque and it's maddening that this authority can just basically steal tax money from everybody, steal our money 
funnel it to some and not to others. I mean, it's just creating conflict and division, right? But that's just a symptom. It's just a symptom of the belief in authority. But that that extends to every single government job, whether you're in the military, police, whether you're a clerk, IRS agent, you know, judge, prosecutor, you work at the DMV, whatever your government job is, is your belief in action that you're for division, war, violence. Because you're in your beliefs are directly through your actions showing the reality that you believe in authority, in in dominion, in having dominion over others. And all of that starts with the Constitution. We made great progress as a culture or society, spiritually, intellectually, mind, body, spirit, when the Declaration of Independence was signed. That that moment in history is is key. And it doesn't take a lot to weed the roots out to, to just no longer have belief in authority. Can I say more about that? Absolutely. Will I? Probably. I probably have to say it again and again. Some people are real thick. Some people have their balls in a vice and can't get out of that um, belief system because they're so deep in it. You know, like it's their entire conditioning. You see it a lot with, um, you know, police, military. And you also see a type of hypocrisy and irony when you see, you know, Trump supporters at a freedom rally getting together and praying to Jesus, simultaneously waving Trump flags. But none of it adds up because it's actually pitiful to see that what they're not seeing in their prayers to Jesus is that Jesus was crystal clear about eradicating belief in authority. But if you're voting, you're voting for authority and dominion. So it just doesn't, it's, 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 it's like watching a narcissistic version of quote unquote Christianity where the, where the image that's being presented doesn't match the reality. It's like watching someone try to show off their riches by driving like, you know, the back in the day it was a Hummer, you know? Like rich people were driving Hummers to show that they were rich. Those Humvees. That's, that's what conspicuousness is. So a lot of what we see from people saying these prayers and talking about Christianity is that they're being materialistic. They're, they're trying to show off their Christianity by driving the Hummer, but they're trying to do it with their words. But what the actions are showing is something that's not lining up because you can't be voting and be a Christian. You can't be working for the government and being a Christian. A lot of people are saying that they're Christians, you know, working within a system that believes in authority and dominion over others. A lot of soldiers, Navy, Army, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, 
border patrol, police, judges, a lot of them say that they're Christians. But you can't be a Christian and believe in authority and dominion over others. It does not add up. So it's deep hypocrisy. It's, hypo- it's the hypocrites. And that's the root of violence and war and conflict. But once each individual, in a domino effect that snowballs into the new reality where none of us believe in authority or dominion over others, that is the, that's the oneness. That's the, that's, that's the thing you can't put in a name on it. You can't put it into words. And that, that then is the effortlessness of infinite God, spirit, thing that you can't really put into words and within that there's not even a need to beg or strive or demand or ask for freedom you know because a lot of the freedom movement the freedom movement is all about hollow slogans chimerical wish fantasies and hollow slogans because freedom doesn't it's just like love if you're trying to be loving that's not love if you're trying to be kind that's not kind freedom doesn't strive Freedom doesn't have striving in it. Jesus came to earth and showed and preached and taught that there's a type of freedom that doesn't even seek or search or strive for freedom. That's getting into the nameless. That's getting into this thing that's really hard to put into words. But to put it into words starts with eradicating the belief in authority and dominion, which is what the government is. So if you're working in it, you're working in the Death Star. I feel sorry for you. I see the dilemma, the catch-22, that your balls are in a vice. Um, If you're seeing it and your balls in your vice, at least you're seeing it. And through that awareness, change will happen. But the ones that aren't seeing it, that that's kind of the obvious why there's the violence. Because the ones that aren't seeing it, they're the Nazis. The Nazis. Think about that word. The Nazis. The ones that aren't seeing it are the Nazis. The Nazis. It, it is crucial that the belief in authority is eradicated. But it's hard to see how many manifestations of that belief in authority are. You know, your astrologer is an expert in astrology. That's an authority. The doctor, uh, you know, he's the authority. She's the authority. The person, you know, at the DMV, if they're not the authority, they're working for the authority. The transit authority. Your counselor, your therapist, your guru, your boss. Sometimes your husband, your wife. Some people it's their dog. Where they're so codependent with their dog that it's the alpha. It's the authority over them. Some people, it's their addictions, their, their habits and addictions. So it's complex when you look at it broadly, not just 
uh, as the cop or the sheriff or the DMV worker. Um, oftentimes it's eradicating authority even from seeing your own self as an authority on anything or an expert on anything, which, which then what? Well, then there's a, a humility. And that humility is the opposite of arrogance and hubris. You know, when you talk about arrogance and hubris, that's the entire pharmaceutical industry. Experts and authorities, these scientists and engineers that are all just in it for the money. Science does exist, but it's very rare to find someone who's actually uh, humbled by the magnitude of what they learn when they take a deep dive scientifically is that they don't know anything. The fact that consciousness is not a byproduct of the human brain stares in the face of science, you know, and laughs. Because everything is this consciousness. Everything. That's the oneness. That's God. And then anything that is posing or striving or trying to have dominion or authority over you or over others is, you know, one might call that hell or Satan or Lucifer or Luciferian or Satanic. Um, but, you know, like in Sympathy for the Devil, it's like a lot of the ways we're not seeing it, we're Nazis. The astrology... The astrology guru, the astrology teacher, the human design expert, the doctor, the chiropractor, like all of these status experts, like the the root of violence is authority. You have to root out that authority, which means you have to take a lot of personal responsibility to be your, your own doctor, your own healer. And then have the humility to not see yourself as an authority to eradicate authoritarianism even in your own self which means that's that's the that's the juice that's the sweet nectar of when you connect with strangers where you see eye to eye and because you're seeing eye to eye you're not even strangers and there's no separateness and now there's a oneness and then the whole conflict and friction vanishes and then within that is freedom and you don't have to strive for it it just exists But to have that non-striving freedom starts with eradicating authority and the belief in authority from your life. If you want to reach out, contact me at three things at protonmail.com. And I'd really love to see you join the Patreon. That would mean a lot to me. Find the Patreon at patreon.com slash crackedliberty. All right, bye. Bye, everyone. Talk soon.